Welcome to the MMA Roadshow, episode number 387. My name is John Morgan. Cold Coffee is with me, and it's it's a new era in the MMA Roadshow <laughs> as far as I'm concerned right now. I mean, normally we might be sitting down having a nice frosty beverage, an award-winning PBR. I mean, that's kind of been the backbone of the show for a long time, but today, hazelnut coffee. <laughs> Not even just I disputed. Not even just regular, regular coffee. coffee. Hazelnut coffee, well, bro. Well, you know, the staff really wanted to step it up today. They said, Mr. <laughs> is Mr. Morgan coming over today? I said, yes, yes. Find us the finest hazelnut coffee <laughs> and, and whip it up. I will say, even though I kind of made fun of it when you offered me coffee. Yeah, I won't, I won't say what hazelnut. you say. Yeah, that was a little <laughs> off color, but it's, uh, it's, it's uh, tasty. It's, a, it's, it's really a, good. It's, it's good coffee. It's the kind of coffee, probably after like a couple times, you'd be like, okay, let me just get back to my regular Kroger's coffee but it's a nice switch up i mean it's tasty i haven't had just like a hazelnut like flavored coffee i put hazelnut like creamers or something in it but uh yeah it's tasty it's not too bad yeah it's we're coming to you a little earlier than normal today so that's why we're having coffee but i will say i mean frosty beverages whiskey or something that you could probably put in. okay now now let's get the road show going i have have, uh captain morgan's that's rum there's my cold coffee i'm talking about there's my guy we got got him back i already got my training in for today if i I needed to have a little (laughs) you know a little something something yeah my my uh my my kids got a half day today at school so that's why we're going a little bit early this morning they're going around the uh, breakfast time a little coffee uh uh, half day of school for him. My my dad is in town with my stepmom. He's on some business, so uh, got some plans. And of course, I got a, some work to do, and I got to pack up because I'm leaving for Philadelphia tomorrow. So we're coming to you a little early. But although I, I did hear the offer for whiskey, that's nice. I mean, look, you're still you're still sticking pretty strong to the uh, to the regimen. I've been really really good. Even when you guys were uh, when we were just, I was like, where were we just at? Salt Lake City, and everybody was getting together. I was like, well, I could either go out. I did go out one night. There was one night, did the very first night. night, we went out and had ramen, and then we had some beers. And then next thing I know, I was singing karaoke. I was like, <laughs> this is this is the slippery slope. This is the slope that I don't want to go yeah. down. And then when You were like, I'll go have one beer, one maybe beer. two. And then next thing you know, it's karaoke at and one in the morning. then it was karaoke, yep. yeah. So, uh, but then, yeah, when you guys went out again, I was like, well, I could go out. And I was like, no, try to be good, try to be good. And I actually went, went to the gym and, you know uh, – when I came back from that trip, I didn't uh, gain weight. I maintained. I don't think I maybe I lost like a pound, but that was my main fear. Was like going back on the road was to was just losing everything that we've been working towards. You know, I mean, that's I think the problem that's always been all the years prior is that you know when it goes on the road, it's hard to make the good choices of what to eat. You know, holding off of this and that, and then trying to find time to get to the gym or whatever. But this was like a proving ground to me that was. We can go on the road, and as long as I stay disciplined, I could try to keep working out. And, you know, it's just baby steps. It's yeah, just yeah. a big difference of what it was. But I felt good that coming back, I, when I got on the scale, I was like, thank goodness I didn't, like, do you it. You did miss a good night at Area 51. Shout out to Area 51 in Salt Lake City. It's Area, was it 51? I think it's Area 51, okay, yeah. not Area 15's that here. Area 15's here, Area that's 51 right. in Salt right, Lake City. Right, uh, right. Shout out uh, Jose Young's. That's that's his spot. He, he took us there, and uh, – would recommend if you're in if you like the divey sketchy stuff as 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 I do. Yes, yes, it, it's a spot to go. And rumor rumor has uh, told that there was a John Morgan that hit the dance floor. Oh, we did quite heavy. We we we, we might have gotten a little mosh pit going in there. We might have gotten a little mosh pit. <laughs> Salt going Lake in City there. didn't know what it was getting. <laughs> They're like, what happened? Oh, uh, we did have a good. I was like, look, as long as we're here, and there's a little there's a little dance going on, and there were kind of some hardcore you know music going on. Yeah. I was like. 
Let's let's go. Let's just go. It looked let's like let's just go. When I saw pictures of the club, it looked like you could have transported that club straight over to like East Berlin or like yeah. Berlin. It was very like just... and not on a main thoroughfare yeah. in East Berlin. I'm talking about down a little back alley. I mean, it's it, it's sketch. It's the, it has to be the sketchiest place in Salt Lake City. It had to be, and that's why I loved it. I'm yeah. like, this does not feel like Salt Lake at all. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool seeing the video, but yeah, it was. Uh, we had a good time. I'm glad everybody had a good time. We had a good time, but you stuck to your guns. So you're good. Listen, that's I did it. want to talk to you about UFC 278. Of course. We talked about it all on the and a half episode that everybody gets over at patreon.com slash the MMA yeah, Road Show. Do. So appreciate everybody that supports us over there. Uh, but I want to ask you because I, you know what's been interesting to see is the Leon Edwards love that's been kind of emanating forward, man. I, it's yeah. been kind of nice to see because I feel like this is a guy that has been severely disrespected. And it's like, I guess – Maybe just because he's a little bit quiet. Maybe just because he's not yeah. a big trash talker. I mean, I know all the, the, the bad luck stuff and all that played into it because he just wasn't fighting as often. But I don't know. I just feel like people always disrespected the guy. Now, or at least it, or ignored him. Ign- you know what? That you know, might be the I, better I don't, word. I don't think I've ever seen anybody really talk smack about him or saying that he's not deserving or whatever. It was just everybody found a reason to not bring up his name. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was easier just to talk about another flashier fight that maybe made more sense. But always off to the side, everybody's like, when's Leon going to get a That's shot? Right. He'd always get lined up and then something would something would happen. Um, but he's always carried himself as a gentleman. He's always went out there and put on good fights. Mm-hmm. It's just unfortunate that people didn't step up to the plate or when it did, things would fall out or right. something just didn't happen. But what was what I enjoyed the most about that fight, I had picked Kamaru to win that fight. And as the fight was going on, watching this whole sort of story arc of Leon having good moments at the beginning, and then it reaches a point where you felt like you saw self-doubt and you're hearing him going in the corner and then his corner just imploring and pleading, begging for him to bring out the fighter that they knew was in him. Yep. And then you're looking at his face and he's kind of looking sort of dejected and there's this part of you that's like, come on, man, this is your shot and you want it. And then you're like, gosh, look across the, the, look across the cage and you're looking at Kamaru and he's looking so just like he's winning and you're just like, okay, I guess this is going to be Kamaru. Leon's not going to get there. And as the fight went on, I had went so far as in my editing application, I had already made my sequence with Kamaru's name on it. I already did the lower third <laughs> that was ready to put put the video that's, in there. That's the equivalent of, of a writer like myself having like the right. story basically already done. Like for me, the, the time when I stopped doing that yeah. was uh, Anderson Silva, Chell Sonnen. I had the story, oh, I had the story God, done. Yeah. Like I, it was done and, yeah. and had to delete everything and start over. And this was that, ex- this was that exact scenario. That's it. And so when it turned around for him, I felt, I was so happy for him. I was sad for Kamaru, but, I was so happy that he got his moment. You know, mm. very rarely do we get to see these great stories that we've been thinking about and that they just sort of sit on the back burner. And that's the part, I guess, that can be maybe disrespectful in the sense that we forget to keep bringing them back up because there's just so much stuff. You know, there, this story with Leon and how he's just been sort of ignored and has got his shots. And then it's easy for us to forget that because there's just so much other big stories and there's so much other stuff. Maybe it's on us to kind of push and say, why isn't he still getting a shot? Why isn't he still getting a shot? So for him to get the shot, and then at the very end, when everything looks like he's lost the fight, poor guy, he got a shot, and he just wasn't able to get it together, pulls the rabbit out of the hat. And with the most solid, and not even just like, 
oh, you knocked him, you, you, you hurt him, and then you finished him with like a TKA, TKO flurry. No. He straight sent the Clean lights KO. out. And it's it it's was, one of the greatest moments in UFC history. It was so incredible. It's one of the greatest moments in I did history. think it was interesting when uh, when somebody was bringing up some of the things that was saying like, is this the biggest upset ever, you know, I don't think not the I biggest upset so. ever. I think it's one of the one of the big, you know, maybe one of the bigger comebacks in a fight. Comebacks in a fight, comebacks in a title fight, all right. those things. But I mean, the, we talked about it going in, and maybe maybe the casual consumer didn't, but I think the hardcores knew. Like this is a very, very difficult stylistic yeah. matchup. Now I'm like you, still picked Usman. I mean, yeah. how do you pick against Usman right now? He's going to tie Anderson He's got the Silva's champ bonus. record. He's got oh, you know what I mean. That that's a whole nother thing I know. too. Like I kind of imagine Anderson. <laughs> I think I imagine Anderson Silva like. Uh, and some He's of the, sending the Christmas card already. It's like it's like the the 1972 Miami Dolphins, right? You know, the, the undefeated <laughs> NFL squad that would yeah. like champagne toast like every time the last undefeated team each year would lose. lose. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's 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 like that. He's just sitting at home so going, unreal. Oh, cheers to you, Leon. Appreciate it's you. normal. <laughs> He's tough, sixteen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anderson, uh, where'd you come oh, from? Hey, Anderson. Thanks, thanks for stopping by, thanks, brother. See you, bro. Hey. <laughs> Um, now listen. Uh, all right, so listen. The, the the love is there. Now we talked to USC President Dana White last night. Obviously, you and I were both at Contender Series. Uh, our man Oscar Willis was asking a few questions as well. Um, it sounds like a Dana has checked in with Kamaru Usman. Kamaru is good. I, obviously, I've seen Kamaru do a couple social media social posts media or whatever. Posts, He's yep. good. Yep. And 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 paying respect. Dana said something really interesting. Right. Now. He said the pressure. He says the pressure off of. So here's what here's the first thing I want to do. So Kamar Usman, and, and I believe that's real. The pressure that was on his shoulders was real. But here's what I want. Whether he wanted to admit it or not, because during the fight oh. week, he, he never admitted. He was like, you know, just regular, regular old thing. He always does know. that thing, and it's so fake where he's like, oh, I, I didn't even realize I was about to tie Anderson's record until yeah. you brought it up. But now that you <laughs> mention it, yeah, that's pretty – come on, man. You you didn't know. No, I, but, but but this is what I wonder because you and I have had a lot of chance to interact with Kamara behind the scenes. And I yeah. know Kamara is not always well-liked. I know a lot of it goes back to that 30% comment that was taken way out of so context ridiculous. by Dana White. But – for whatever Even reason, Dana brings that up every once in a while. I know, I know, and it's like Dana. I always want to tell him, you know, you got that wrong, right? You know, you, you yeah. got that. But here's what I wonder, because I do feel like Kamara was, you know, trying to have this sort of uh, carry himself in a certain way, present himself, and I don't want to call it fake because fake is wrong, but it's just. You know, you feel like you're at a certain stature. You've got to act a certain way. You got to yeah. carry yourself in a certain way. And I think that's what maybe people didn't like about Kamara. Behind the scenes is hilarious. Yeah, he's laid back. Yep. He's, he's, you know what I mean. And and I just wonder if now that this is over, that he comes back. I wonder if maybe he will carry himself a little bit different, and maybe people will get to see more of that side. That, that they relate to, that I think they like. You know, you see him off camera, he acts a different way. And again, fake is not the right word. I just think sometimes when people get in a certain position, they think they have to project a certain attitude or a yeah. certain stature. And I feel like that's why he's always done. And I could be wrong, but that's just my interpretation of the way he's carried himself, you know. And, and um, I, I don't know. I think maybe there's an opportunity for him to kind of reinvent himself if he just comes back and kind of carries himself as he is. I think people might like him a little bit more. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I can only imagine with the pressures of that, the pressures of now starting a, like a side career in Hollywood and doing all this other stuff. I'm sure there's lots of compart uh, compartmentalization right. things, you know, and, and maybe in part of, you know, putting things in its little compartment, people maybe think that, okay, he's not, he's, 
he's carrying himself a certain way because at some point he has to stick that pressure somewhere else. I can't move my, I can't go through my day if I'm thinking about Anderson's over my head. I can't think, get on my day about this if I'm thinking about this Leon. He has to put things off into these little boxes so that he can kind of go. And I wonder if some people maybe see that as, uh, oh, he's just, you know, he's not, he has no, he seems like he has no cares in his work. You know, he's not worried about anything. Maybe he's not focused. I think he's one of those – I think if there was anything that he would maybe when he re-goes back into this, he will maybe address the fact of did he take on too much right now when he should be still fully focused on the fighting. I think the Hollywood career is great. I think planning for your future Have to. is is definitely paramount to what you should do. Yep. But if you're in the mix of maybe making history – and I'm sure he doesn't want to maybe even address the whole fact of what the Anderson Silver thing was. But if you're on the precipice of setting a record in history, another title defense, or even just the fact of defending your title while you are still the number one guy, the number one target that everybody in this division is looking for, is that the proper time to maybe start another side career that can take a lot of effort and a lot of emotion, a lot of energy is that prop maybe the best time? That's a fair question. And I just wonder if when he goes back and he, he gets back into fight mode to try to reclaim his belt, does he say, hey, Hollywood, I'm going to finish this project that I told you I was going to do, but then I need to kind of – I need to refocus. Right. This shit will be there for me. You know, it's not like they're asking him to, you know, memorize a whole fuckload of lines and take the lead of a movie or whatever. It's just if it's taking you away even but 1%. But if it's taking him away. If it's 1% at exactly. the level that he's at, if it's 1%. Exactly. It could cost you. And that's that's why I think if there was anything, he was taking on a – he was maybe he was just chewing too much. But with all that said, he was 60 seconds away from 49-46. But that's <laughs> the thing, you know, some people, I know he said he didn't, and most people thought that he wasn't the kind of guy that was going to skate. Right. He easily could have just ran and allowed Leon to chase him, or Leon, the way that Leon was kind of looking sort of dejected. I don't know that, I don't know that Leon would have pushed him. Chased I don't after think him. he would have either. He, the way he was coming back to the corner and just kind of like. <sighs> right. Man. So maybe there was a point that something inside of him should have maybe set back and said, I have this in the bag. Play the smart. What's the smartest decision right now? Do I let my ego keep pushing me towards because so much is going right in my life right, right. now that, of course, if I keep pushing, I'm going to get the finish or I'm going to finish this out on top. Maybe there should have been something that's like, man, let's be grateful for what we build up right now. And I just build up four rounds of what I think is in the bag. And let's just get out of here with the title. So as, as happy as I am for Leon, because I said, I, I I love seeing the love that he's finally getting. As you said, ignored was the right word. Not yeah. disrespected. Ignored was the right word. Here's what I want to ask you. Let's put a fantasy world where they have announced that they will have the trilogy fight and it will be December 31st. So it's the last day of the year. And it turns out that you are tied for the picks lead <laughs> at MMA Junkie. Somebody better catch going up. In, going into the main event. So you're tied. Who is your pick? Knowing that the entire season comes down to you getting that pick right, who do you pick? Man, I think uh, I think I would go back to I think I would stick with Uzi. I do too. I yeah. hate to say I hate because that feels like that feels like disrespect again. But I'm and, and I saw the, no, the the line came out the the line came out and it was almost exactly where the line was for the last fight. And yeah. you know what? I can't hate on that. I, no. I I mean I can't hate on that whatsoever. He had that fight. <sighs> I had my fucking sequence, man. I felt like a <laughs> schmuck having to leave, but lucky it was easy. It wasn't a full story. Um, I just think it came down to 
there could have been some maybe better, maybe final words from the coach in the corner, like, brother, you got this. Mm-hmm. Be good. Close it Pressure out. him, yeah. but close the deal, but be smart. You know, and if, if and if that was a big enough tell of what he's doing, like, hey, every time he's throwing a feint or something, you're dropping to the right. Be wary of that. I mean, like, I think he's going to start paying attention to what his tells are. Oh yeah. Um, but in the same sense, I mean, Leon's going to come in understanding and knowing I was beaten, I was down and out, but I had enough strength and I had enough skill and enough power to pull this out from. The depths of, like, you couldn't get further in the hole than what he was. And he pulled it out, and he still had enough strength. So, I mean, that's going to give him so much more confidence that he might push it on more uh, to Kamaru. I mean, but I still would – I still think after watching the rest of that fight, it wasn't even like it was like a 50-50 fight, and then one guy pulled it off on the end. I mean, it was like an 80-20. Yeah. And then round the round the one 20. was a shocker. Two, three, and four, we all, you know, in Easy. the bag. And the then bag. five was about to be as well. Five so was about to be here's, in the bag. Here's what's interesting. So at the post-fight press conference, I asked Leon about the kick. I'm like, was that something that you guys saw? Or was it, you know, just, hey, you just threw it and let's see what happens? And he's like, no. You know, and he kind of said, we, he has a boxing-based style. He dips. Now, we've since seen the, the footage where his coach is breaking it down. Exactly. And yep. what you just said is interesting because – I'm kind of a little curious about whether or not the camp is happy about that footage getting out or unhappy about the footage getting out because you've now given – I mean, it's one thing to say it's something we saw and the sun, the way it moves his head. And that footage that you saw that I think BT Sport put out, it's the yeah. coach walking through the exact sequence of what happens. Yeah. And now you've given Kamaro and Trevor Whitman exactly, look, this is the hole we saw. Yeah. I'm sure they probably, I mean, look, they probably identified it already anyway. And it's anyway, not even just him. But like, a know, lot of guys have that. But to know, exactly. Well, it, so here's what's interesting, because you know they're going into a trilogy fight. That's yeah. going to be the next fight. Dana already said they're both down. They're both healthy. We're going to get this thing scheduled. But you've now given him the footage of what it is that he needs to fix to to, to close up that hole. Yep. So I just wonder if they're happy about that. I mean, we saw a similar situation happen before. Remember when John Jones and Daniel Cormier were talking and John was a little trash talk and Daniel was like, oh, you mean when I dip my head? He yep. still caught him with it anyway. So yep. it's like they had talked about it. So in, in some ways, maybe those tendencies that you've done for years that have been built up in your game for years are a little tough to work out in the yep. course of three or four months and get done. Yep. But I'm just kind of curious if that – does that hole get closed up or does that hole get exploited or does that hole become the sole focus so much that now other holes open up because you're yeah. so worried about this? You know, yep. it's, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be an issue. But I, but I, I, would, pick, I would pick Usman in yeah. the trilogy. Because we saw the same thing with um, Cheeto and Dominic. Mm-hmm. It was the same – like almost the exact same shit. Yep. You know, like fighters just have moves. I mean, while he might even address it and say, bro, when you, you're doing it, you know, maybe – you know, just watch the way you're going. But I mean, that's just the tendency. I mean, when somebody's throwing a shot at your head, you're gonna go, you have two two sides you can go to. Yep. You know, and if your tendencies go the one, but just maybe just keep your guard up and just whatever. I mean, it's he, it's the beautiful thing about this game and the crazy thing about this game, right? Because you can't defend everything. You can't defend everything. You, there is it's, there's it, always a counter all, to something. To everything, to every yep. move, there's a counter. And so it's like, yep. well, if you do that, then now this is open, and now you yep. know what I mean. It's it's uh it's crazy. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I think. Uh, we talked about it last night with Dana White as well, right? Trilogy is going to happen. Dana says we're going to do it in the UK. We're going to do it prime time UK. I know it'll be big, so that'll be an afternoon pay per view. Um, he said be bonkers with that crowd. It'll be nuts. He said they're looking at all venues, not just the O2. Um, he said, you know, we're looking at every venue. He said, no, we're not ruling out Wembley, but they hate going outside. Yeah. I think, and, and Oscar mentioned it last night, and I was thinking it as he said it. There's that stadium in Cardiff that seats like seventy five thousand. They've they've hosted some boxing events there. 
but it's a covered stadium that seats like yeah. 75,000. If I had to put my money on it, I think that's where they end up is that stadium in Cardiff because it's in the UK. It's still in the area. You know, obviously everybody can get there that wants to go to it. You can still do it in prime time and everybody that wants to watch it on TV can do it, but you don't have to worry about the elements, which yeah. let's be honest, the elements in the UK, um, I mean, it rains a lot. Yeah. I mean, I love the idea of arena shows. I love the fact that that many people get in there. But, I mean, just the practicality. Sight lines are terrible. Yeah. They have to bring in screens. And if they don't bring in screens, you're just looking at these tiny little dudes doing shit. Like, I I get it that people want to go there. Yeah, it's the atmosphere, right? The the viewing experience isn't better. The viewing experience is garbage a lot of times. If you're up in the nosebleeds, you might as well just have fun drinking That's with your it. buddies and just it's, look at the just, little miniature You just want to hear the loud yeah. roar. You know, you're going to be watching it on the screen. You yeah. know what I mean? But you want to hear the loud roar. Like you said, you want to drink. You want to be giving high fives yeah. to everybody in your whole section. All you the chants. I can only imagine all the oh, chants and all the, the chants. Like, I mean, that's the stuff that, you know, will live in, like, highlight reels for years and years after that. You know, all that fan footage that, you know, is going to be so unique. But that being said, you know, if you're there as a fan, depending on where you're sitting, you might not have the best view, but – Still, I guess it's a part of history. I mean, and you know, you could always say from that point on, you were a part of history being in an event like that. Mm. I mean, because you're only going to get something like that a handful of times in a lifetime. That's it. You know, that's so, it. So, all right. Cool. So, I think Mark Fellows had a question about it, right? We, we were looking at uh, over did. at patreon.com slash the NBA Roadshow. Well, if you support us there and you're going to ask us questions, we're getting you answers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He said, I wonder what event Dana has canceled in order to make way for Usman versus Edwards 3 in the UK. Australian fans might be starting to sweat now with a rumored February card not officially announced yet. Don't do us dirty like that, Dana. <laughs> All right, so a couple things going on there. I don't know which – so Dana alluded to this last night. He said we were going to go, and then he's like, actually, I'm not going to say it because wherever I say it, they'll be pissed off. They're going to be pissed they, off. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think I, – I, 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 What this would depend on a couple things. First of all, I don't, what I heard is that the trilogy they're eye in February or March right now. So it, February is right in line with, with that. But let's not forget, Australia is a very good market for the for the company. Yeah, it's a pay per view market as well. So yep. they want to continue to develop that market. They want to continue to invest in that market so that you know they can continue to sell pay per views there. So I don't think if they if it, if it is February and they're changing it, I I think they'll they'll give you an Australian date. The only thing that would stand in the way is I don't know exactly what the laws are right now because I can tell you right now. The UFC is happy to be starting to move around again because, right. as we've talked about a lot on the show, I know a lot of people when they talk about, like, hey, man, doing shows at the Apex saves the company a lot of money. You're right, but you miss that marketing side of it where people go to an event and they're like, oh, this is my jam. Like, ah, this is my favorite sport in the world. And there's hundreds of thousands of people who have that story. Like, oh, I used to watch it on TV a little bit, and then I went to my first show, right. and now I'm a hardcore fan. So they do want to travel the show to hook people in. And Australia is one of those. But they, if if any place is um, requiring uh, vaccines to get in, yep. they ain't going. If yep. it's and, and I don't think there's – I don't know if there's anywhere left that makes you wear masks or whatever, but if they make you wear masks, you're not going. Not, so yep. if, if any kind of COVID restrictions that are in place, the USC ain't going. And Which is actually kind of interesting with Brazil because from what I understand is there's, there is there um, is a vaccine mandate for U.S. travelers, if not all travelers, um, but uh, I, I'm, I'm guessing either they got a waiver from the government or maybe they uh, know that the, the policy is going to be changed by the end of this year or right. something like that. They're obviously in, in close contact with the government and that sort of thing. So, um, 
for yeah. a few extra dollars, the government might change it for Oh, me. exactly, right? We'll do it. So so we'll see. So it sounds like early next year, uh, Dana committed to it. We're going to do it in the U.K. We're going to do it in prime time, which I think makes all the sense in the world. It, it, you know, it, it especially makes sense, too, because we said last – the biggest reason they don't like to do – foreign primetime pay-per-views is it, it hurts the pay-per-view market here, right. right? Because this is where the majority of pay-per-views are. And if it's on a Saturday afternoon, most right. people aren't buying. But we said going into last week, I bet this is going to be a competitive fight, but I bet it doesn't sell that well. And I, I haven't seen the reports for yeah, how well it did on pay-per-view. But I bet it – yeah, haven't heard anything. So guess what? Probably yeah. wasn't that good. You know what I mean? Yeah, because Dana, so you, you kind of hear about it. that stuff up. I mean, because <laughs> yeah. that's usually that point of pride that they'll bring up, you know, even at a presser. You know, oh, this is selling great. It's trending. Yeah. This, this, this. I didn't hear like, anything. hey, we were trending number 37 today. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's, we maybe hit the top 50. Maybe. We creeped on the board for a second. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, that's what we're hearing. But I, if, if you're an Australian fan, I would say that, look. It could be that February date, and maybe that'll happen, but I, I promise you the UFC will replace that. They'll just shift some things around. They're not going to not go to Australia, unless, of course, the laws are down there, which I don't know exactly what they are. So. Yeah, I'm not sure what – I know that stuff's been bouncing around, but it has to be when he was saying – when he's like, I, I don't want to say because people are going to be upset. That was pretty funny. Yeah, it was kind of funny. Uh, all right, so listen, this week, no UFC event. Can you believe that? I mean, it's a it's a rare week with uh, nothing going for the UFC. I guess uh, – you taking a couple of days off? or uh, I am. I yeah. got a, a friend in town, so we're going to go and uh, do some Red Rocks, maybe some photo stuff, do it, be a little tourist in town, so I'm looking forward to that. But honestly, I hadn't done two weeks in a row in a while. and uh, Oh, yeah, because you did San Diego San and Salt Diego Lake. and then Salt Lake City. I mean, and as much as I appreciate that they were short little hops, you know, I did the Southwest thing. Um, two weeks in a row, man, was just tiring. So, like, literally when I came back, all I wanted to do was kind of sleep that first day. Right. Um but it was. I was glad. I was glad to get on the road. But then I'm. I'm glad to glad to be to home not, for a little bit. To be home for a little bit. And I'm. I'm not sad about uh, not having an event this weekend because we still got an event in. In fact, I almost feel like I got th- two events in because I got the Contender Series and I also got to go to the Nevada Athletic Commission. How about that? I was going to ask you about shit that. But got crazy. Dude, so <laughs> you guys have one of the only films. This imagine not a lot of people shot the whole thing and produced. No, the, the rest whole thing. was just local. Uh, local media. Guys. So yeah. So they would have been doing those sound bites. Yep. If you want to go watch this. Nevada State Athletic Commission. So essentially, what happened, and you can help me fill in if I got anything, if I get anything wrong here, but basically, there was a fraternity event at UNLV. I imagine like a fundraiser type thing, or yeah, it was a charity event. It's been happening for about maybe like, fuck, I think they said like fifty years, right? Or something. It's like, and it's it's a fight night basically. Yeah. They do boxing events, charity boxing, where the different fr- uh, fraternities fight each other, and then the money goes to charity. And unfortunately, what happened was a kid died. I yeah, mean, and it made it made national news. Um, really rough. And, uh, you know, obviously a, a, a tragedy, to say the least. I mean, a college-age kid dying because of a, you know, a, a fraternity boxing match yeah. is unbelievable. But then, so, the, the, so, you know, there were no real legal ramifications from it. I mean, everybody was a willing participant. It wasn't right. like anybody was forced so in sport, this. What, what they considered a sporting accident. A sporting accident. The problem was it was unregulated despite right. it being in Las Vegas. And so the Athletic Commission has brought up, hey, listen, we got to come up with some kind of regulations here because we can't be having unsanctioned things because it does look bad for the sport. You know, it'd be like if it's right. – you know, imagine this. Think about it as an MMA fan. What if it had been an unsanctioned – you know, it's a college fight night of MMA and, and a kid dies, right? And now all of a sudden people around the country are like, this sport is incredibly unsafe. People are dying or whatever. So anyway, the commission is saying, look, we got to, we've got to look at this and we've got to make some rules and we've got to figure out how – do we get some kind of oversight over these things so that people aren't 
just holding these unsanctioned events. We have no say, and we can't help with people's safety. Right. I think people forget a lot of the stuff. They, everybody looks at the commission. They look. They, they think that they're just doing like drug testing and other stuff. But part of what the commission does behind the scenes is like this: what they call this chain of custody. They're watching somebody get their hands wrapped. Their hands are wrapped. They oftentimes will put an initial. The commission will right. put an initial initial in the hand, so you can tell that nothing's been tampered with the, the, yep, the wraps. There's nothing it. underneath the wraps that makes you hit harder. Same with the gloves. The gloves go on there, and then they tape the gloves, and then they initial the tape on the gloves. That is what they're calling their chain of custody. They've, they've completely seen it from when there's been no gloves on this fighter, and then when it's fully yep. gloved up. And then, Part- a, and then at a full NSAC event, then an inspector will stay there the entire time. Right, to make sure once that. Once that point that, right. that there's nothing in there, they're making sure nothing's brought into the locker room. You're only allowed clear liquids, yep. stuff like that. I mean, Chain of custody, it's all yep. completely watched. In this particular instance, and from what I was hearing about that night, is gloves were reused. Nobody was watching how the hands were being wrapped, you know. So part of the commission was kind of it was kind of the guy definitely had an agenda as well that he was trying to push, but he was like how do we know that somebody didn't put something in the gloves? How do we know what wasn't in the tapes? You know, you got different people using the gloves. Um why didn't you guys do it? But so the commission was kind of coming at him this was a sporting accident and this is what was deemed like when it, when it came down to it and they looked at it, they, they decided that there wasn't cause or intent to put a criminal um, investigation in. Police didn't do. You know, because deaths have happened in the ring before, and it's happened, and people don't lose their mind and call for an investigation, a homicide investigation. Part of it, and the sad part about this, was that there was a young man involved, a UNLV student, a guy that was like 20 years old, 21 years old. Um, his whole life in front of him. It's a little bit different than some of these pros that maybe are 38, you know, You're whatever. Like, well, they, 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 they chose this profession. They chose they, this they profession. They went this life. This I mean, was a guy fighting in a charity event. It doesn't make it any event. less tragic, but for exactly. people to justify it in their mind, they say, right. well, that's the risk that it's inherent. That's why you get paid millions of dollars to do it or whatever right. is because you're putting your body on the line. Right. So that's part of, like, what this the whole Nathan's Law that was put in was that try to put some oversight into it. And what they want to try to do is make it uh, permanent to where these – you know, these things that happen on campus where, you know, you're having these different students. My thoughts is that eventually they want to try to break this out more even outside of just something that deals with like these like sort of charity events. I think they want to put it to where there's no underground unsanctioned events happening anywhere. Right. You know, they want it all to sort of fall under. Now, there's two things with that. One, yes, it does improve the safety. It does it does help do it. But it as well puts it another event. It's it's this is. This is more income and yeah. revenue for the commission. There's, there's as well. two ways to look at because there's definitely a positive. Like I, to be yeah. honest with you, I, I think the commission should be. If there's you know fisticuffs going on, it would right. be nice to know there's some level of you know minor. Not not that a, a college you know charity event needs to be regulated the same way a championship fight is right. at T-Mobile, but some level of some safety little precaution, bit of oversight, or something but like a checklist said, or something. The pessimist in this in this situation would just look at it and say, look, they really just want to find another way to add revenue. They want right. to regulate something that they don't need to regulate right. in order that they can collect sanctioning fees right. you know, from So say it. some production company comes into town and they want to put on like street beefs or something. They want to have two guys that agree to fight and it's a non-sanctioned event, but you know there's going to be a lot of money involved. I could see where somebody's like, oh, well, they just want a piece of that pie. Right. And that's quite possible. But also. But that's also not a bad idea. That's also not a bad idea. Because (laughs) they're like, as you as a fighter, 
do you really think this production company or this whoever's putting on the event really has your best interest yeah. at heart? Do you know that? Do you, do you know that they have a, a paramedic on hand? Yeah. Was there any? You know what I mean? Like, and supposedly with like this event, you know, like I think one of the refs was drinking. Some people were saying yeah. that people were doing like cocaine. Like it was like a crazy fucking party. At a college party? I know, right? <laughs> So I could see where they're like, you know, just everything was crazy, right. you know, that there was no there was no real oversight and shit so, got out of hand. And they even brought up like they're like, How was his training? Right. Was he hurt in training leading up to this? Do we know Which if that he was had a anything? great point, right? It, you, you know, like, there are a lot of things that they check. You can have a brain fighters. bleed going in exactly. and, and a little jab or something is and you're like, Well, I don't understand why. Well, because he was already hurt coming in. He's you already didn't hurt do any, in. you didn't do any tests. There were no in. medicals or no anything so listen, to check. This him out. this this hearing was a very serious hearing about yeah. a very serious topic and a very important topic. That said, it was it was a bit of a shit show, if we're being honest with it you, right? It was the craziest thing I've ever seen in terms of when you go to one of these commissions, it's usually very, very buttoned up. Usually when we sit there, by the end of it, we're bored out of our freaking minds. Because they're trying to do everything in a very professional very, manner. Almost like – in past commissioners and past other stuff, it was almost like a legal proceeding. Yeah, Even Pat Lundvall, these are not she made legal it very much like a legal proceeding. Anthony right. Marnell, less like a legal proceeding, but very buttoned up professional. Like a exactly. With Anthony Marnell, I would say it's like a board meeting. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like a board meeting. This guy, this guy had, has been on Undercover Boss a couple times. Immediately before the thing starts, I, he's like, I just want to get my little thoughts on this, and then we'll open it up. He had dropped like maybe three or four F-bombs before it even started. I mean, I'm watching Marnell roll his eyes off to the side, and I'm just like, what is going on? It was to the point like me and other camera guys started looking at each other like I was like, "Is are we where are we at? Pretty you know? Um, and I can understand his passion. If the guy really, you know, I mean, I have no reason to doubt his passion, but it definitely felt like it. there was a lot of showboating that was sort of going on, and it was about me, me. It was almost like somebody that if they were going to run for political office, this was them taking their soapbox and really going because as the hearing went on and different uh, representatives for Metro came up there, representative for the attorney generals, as they're sort of – I don't want to say giving testimony because this is not a legal proceeding, but they would go up there and answer questions. The chairman was interrupting them and almost like making it very – Hostile Combat- attacking it com- them. It was combative. Very combative. That's very a very good combative, way. man. It was, just, it was just crazy. So I could feel like everybody that wanted to go up there was just like, okay, now I know what I'm getting. So there was actually the guy, the 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 venue came up there, and his lawyers like, you know, wow, this could be in legal proceedings. It's like I've advised my client to not say anything because everybody already knew. Okay, this is what's happening here. This is not just like. Hey, you know, you want to come ask some questions, then we're all just going to try to get to the heart of the matter and blah, blah, blah. It immediately became um, just almost like just a trial where this guy was like, I'm just going to punish all of you, you know, because you didn't do what I wanted you to do. Right. Um, but it was crazy. But um, we did put the full thing up on MMA Junkie, you know, that site that you used to work for and care for. Uh, I used to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think anybody, if you watch it, I think right around the 12-minute mark, maybe it's the 14-minute mark, is the first time where the attorney general gets up there. A lot of them didn't get the uh, – I don't know what the right word is. Um, not Maybe it was the findings. Maybe it was the something other. They got it like the day before. So it was like a, a big finding port and a lot of other stuff. So a lot of them didn't have – time to fully go through it so when the uh, attorney general or the guy representing that office comes up there is i'm sorry i didn't have a lot of time to go through this you know blah 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 and at that point the chairman's like wait 
You're telling me you didn't come here prepared? You blah, blah, and, it, and immediately starts attacking him. And I was just like, what is going on? And even Marnell looks over and he's like, you know, are, are you going to let him answer the questions? It was the craziest thing that I've never seen in the, all these years that we've done that. I've never seen it go off the rails like this before. It's one of the craziest meetings I've ever seen. And, and to be honest with you, I just, I feel like, again, it's a very serious, very important topic. Very serious. And I feel like it, it, he was doing it. It was he a just, disservice. Took, he, it, it, exactly. Yes. It, 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 it made it about that. It, it just, I don't know, man. I, if I, his I think, passion was 100% real, I understand why he uh, wanted to voice his opinion, but he had to have realized that what he was doing wasn't helping the situation. He that, completely derailed the whole thing. Like, there were, member, there were freaking family members. The parents of the kid were on the – they had dialed in. I don't know if it was a sister or something. There was another family member in the thing, in the, the room. So I don't know if part of this was playing to that. But it just got to the point that it felt like you had a hard time getting information because he was derailing it with, you know, are you going to double down? Are you going to triple down? Are you going to do this? Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you know? It's like and this the whole is not idea conducive. is the whole idea is that this seems like a topic we can all get together on. We just want to yeah. make sure kids don't die. And that's kind of what was part you know of his I mean? opening speech that he was trying to say. But then it was peppered with f bombs, and then and he went on the attack and was like, "Bro, you just." went out there and said how we're all trying to work here together. It's no right or left, and let's – We're all purple. We're all purple. The red and the blue come together, and we're all purple. Oh, it was brutal. Um, but it was interesting. But, you know, it's funny. It was an hour, and I didn't feel bored at one point because I never knew what was going to happen. That was crazy. That was a lot, one of the longest meetings we've had. I, but I, it's, I, it is worth watching because – even just researching what the, the the tragedy that happened and what they're trying to do, because there is some merit to it. There is definitely is some merit. Uh, if 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 it can help save lives, uh, just being better prepared, knowing that these things, because even like they said, these things have been going on for so many years. How many events happen that you never hear about because there isn't a tragedy, unfortunate or fortunately, right. to bring it to light? And they had said, look, over the years we've talked about this before, and it for was like it, ten years, and there was always pushback. Yeah. They're like, nah. No, because Marnell's no. been what with him for I think it's ten or eleven yeah. years, and he said this is something they've been working on since the very beginning. We talked about, it, and now a kid died. Yeah. It's time. It's time to make sure it doesn't happen. So it it was a wild meeting. I hope that as this discussion continues, that that Kubek can kind of dial it back a little bit because, as you said, being combative, it's not it's not helping anything. It's not helping. We need to work together to get everyone. We can all agree. That, that young men and women who have their entire lives ahead of them don't need to die in a charity boxing a charity match. Boxing. You know what I mean? Right. Like, there's, there's, it's, it's not hard to get everybody to agree on that. So let's figure out a way to, to, to work together on this. So uh, wild scenes, though. It, it is, it is. If you, you know, I, normally I, a commission meetings, as we said, they're very dry. Uh, normally we would never tell you to go like, unless hey, it go was watch like this unless it's a plea the fifth one where it's like go back and watch. <laughs> that one's worth watching. That one's worth watching. <laughs> when Nick Diaz just keeps pleading the fifth. Somebody, somebody <laughs> sent me a clip of like. Um, or the blue substance with uh, Anderson Silva. That was another the, good one. Yeah, the blue substance. Somebody sent me a clip one time. Was it Middlebrook was was uh, Diaz's lawyer's name? I can't, is Stephen Middlebrook, is that it? I can't remember Sounds his name. Sounds right. Middlebrook sounds um, right. But I get – because this is when Fight Pass was shooting him. Yeah. And I guess I didn't realize, but I was in the frame of the shot. And, like, you know, Middlebrook, he dropped some bombs. And yeah. I guess, like, I visibly was like, oh. <laughs> they sent me a clip of it on the commission. Well, he was another one that tried to make it very – because he was a lawyer, very, very smart – but he was another one that started making it like a legal procedure. And, and then even the commission was like, you know, this this is not a court of law, blah, blah, blah. Because it was like he was bringing it and then trying to take it like it was a, 
illegal proceedings. So we've seen some crazy stuff in there, but this ranks up there easily. Lucas Middlebrook, by the way. Lucas Middlebrook. Lucas Middlebrook. Lucas, this definitely ranks up there with like this, some of the craziest shit uh, we've ever seen in there. It was nuts. All right, look, down. there is some MMA on the uh, agenda this weekend. In fact, I'll share my own. Yes. Uh, by the way, Thursday, I'll be flying out to Philadelphia. We got a back-to-back on UFC Fight Pass. CFFC 112 is Friday night. Phenomenal main event there. We got Jose Perez and Frank Wells for the interim featherweight title. Uh, our reigning champ right now, Blake Builder, is actually on – uh, next week's contender series Tuesday night. So since he's lined up oh, for no contender shit. series, yeah. So since he might, you know, he could potentially be awarded a U.S. contract. Yeah, <laughs> we've got an interim title here, uh, to, so that uh, you know that that's all lined up. So Jose Perez, Frank Wells, phenomenal fight in the main event. That's on Friday, and then Saturday we come back with uh, Fury Professional Grappling Five, uh, Alex Caceres and Clay Guida, the rescheduled grappling match there in the main event. Eric Anders and Andre Petrosky in the co-main event, which, by the way, kind of interesting. I talked to Eric Anders this week because when, when they announced Eric Anders, I was like, grappling? Yeah. And I went and talked to him. So I, I, I talked to him on the phone, you know, just kind of doing like pre-fight interview and stuff. And uh, I was like, so, like, is this, do you grapple much? He's like, well, this is my first grappling match like this. He's like, but I'm a gi uh, purple belt world champion. He's like, I love jujitsu. No he's like, that's how I started. He's like, jujitsu is my jam. He's like, I love it. Because I think of Eric Anders, I think, like, Dude's coming in trying to knock your knock block your, off. I'm gonna knock your fucking head off. Yeah, but he's like, man, jujitsu is my first love. So, um, so that's our, our, our four UFC fighters in the main and co-main. Uh, a couple of great grapplers, Jonathan Pierceman and Connor Dixon, uh, on there as well. So um, fun as well. J- uh, Clay Guida's brothers in there again. Uh, Jason <laughs> Guida's in there, which is uh, which is awesome because because Clay comes out and slaps Clay Jason. Slaps him. <laughs> it's the best part because remember we saw it last time. Was like, is Clay gonna slap him? Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, he did. Yeah, it's so great, man. So uh, anyway, fun. The, the grappling is so fun. Uh, uh, my man CM Punk, from what I understand, I believe uh, I believe he's wrestling tonight, and I think he's wrestling this weekend, or he's got an appearance this week. I think that's why he couldn't be there this weekend. So he, I know he's not going to be there, but uh, Dean Thomas is going to be with me on both nights. That's so cool. obviously, I that's have a good time working with Dean. That's Thomas a good as replacement. Well. That's a good replacement. That'll work. So make sure you're uh, make sure you're tuned in this weekend to USC Fight Pass Friday and Saturday night. We got you covered. Uh, and then of course, that's my gig. But that's not the only MMA going on. You do have one championship in action this weekend. It's a big weekend for one championship, man. It's it's their debut on uh, Prime Video. So Amazon Prime Video Friday night. So here's the setup. If, if you're not aware of it, here's what's going on. And by the way, shout out to all the one championship employees because they're about to get put it through the ring. It's going to be a long day. So here's what they're doing. So here's what they're doing. So uh, this Friday, basically this Friday night, will be 1-160 in Singapore, okay? And that's Oak Rayun and Christian Lee. That's the rematch between them. Uh, Tan Lee and Tang Kai is a fantastic fight there in the co-main event. Um, and that's going to take place Friday night in Singapore. I believe, let me look at here, 8.30 p.m. on Friday night in Singapore, which makes it, I believe, 8 a.m. Eastern? I think there's a 12. I mean, there's a 13-hour difference between Eastern time. So, anyway, early, early, early Friday morning here in the United States. Then the one employees will come back. So, again, I'll, I'll just shout out to everybody working for one. They've got an 8.30 p.m. event on Friday night, and then they've kind of come back in the morning for an 8 a.m. event on Saturday morning. So I don't know if they're going to get any sleep or if they're just going to try to, like, power nap in there or they're just going to go roll in hot and push all the way through. Um, but That's th- what you would do. That's what I would do. But you, you know, hey, listen, I will say, not for nothing, and, and you get it too, man. I mean, it's it's hard to like shut it off after a show, man. You know what I mean? You the can't. adrenaline. It's not like you just. Well, that was the last one. You come home and 
I'm gonna lay in bed and go to sleep. I mean, it's like an <laughs> adrenaline fueled event. Yeah. It's, it's hard to to do yeah. that. So uh, we'll see what they do. But yeah, so that that second show that's Saturday morning, 8 a.m. Singapore time. Uh, that's 8 p.m. Eastern time. So yeah, 12 hour difference. 8 p.m. Eastern time, Friday night. That's the show that'll be on one Prime Video. Uh, and that so 5 p.m. here uh, in Las Vegas. That is, of course, the rematch. Adriano Marias, Demetrius Johnson, the flyweight yes. world title. Big. I mean, that look, that's a big fight right there. That That is a type of fight that, that should be on your radar whether you're a one-championship fan or not. I mean, Adriano Marias, uh, a criminally underrated flyweight who has, I think he's 20-3 and three in, his, in his career, um, you know, has been fighting largely over in, in one championship, which, you know, understandably, maybe people don't always pay don't attention know. to it because yeah. of the weird time. But that's why this is such a big opportunity for one championship because they're going to get the show in prime. They put on good events, man. And I'm telling you, if you haven't watched, uh, if you haven't watched the one show before and you got an opportunity to do it this week on prime, do it because, first of all, so will it be available on demand immediately after it, like other stuff? I think so, as, as far as I know. That's pretty cool, too. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you. I've never used Amazon Prime Video in my life, and I've been an Amazon Prime really? guy for you. I've never watched anything on it, so this will be my there's, first experience with Amazon Prime. I've, I've never watched it. There's so much stuff, dude. Yeah. I got HBO Max. Like I got Chris, Netflix. Well, I was going to say, Chris got, Pratt, yes. the, who's a big MMA uh, UFC fan, like a couple of his movies are on there that went straight to like Amazon Prime that are like dope. Good so movies. I thought it was like Terminalist or something. Is that Terminalist his? is one of the shows, but then there's a, there's a sci-fi movie. Uh, fuck, what is, I can't remember what it's called, but that's on there too that went straight is to Is that it. the Chris Pratt one, the Terminalist? Or is that Terminalist, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's yep, what yep, I thought. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, so anyway, yeah, I, I've never used it. So Amazon this, this, Prime's good. This will actually be my first exposure to Amazon Prime video, so I, uh, I'm anxious to that, but Adrian Amaris versus Demetrius Johnson is a fight that you need to watch. But if you've never watched one championship, so on, on they've also got a bantamweight Muay Thai fight. They've got a flyweight Muay Thai fight. These are uh, some Grand Prix bouts. Kickboxing and Muay Thai in four-ounce gloves is insane. It's yeah. so much fun because it's all striking, and they've got the tiny gloves on. Yep. And they beat the piss out of each other. <laughs> and uh, I'm just saying, I, I know it's wrong, but I like it. It's yeah. violent. Uh, the, the kickboxing, the small gloves is great. You got Bouchesha on there as well. Uh, obviously an incredibly, incredibly talented, like 17-time world champion in grappling, undefeated so far in mixed martial arts. Uh, he's on the main card as well. Uh, so a, a little bit of something for everybody on there. And uh, – yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good card. I looked it up. The Tomorrow War is the Chris Pratt one that's on Amazon Prime. I liked it. It's like a futuristic sci-fi movie. It's pretty dope. I don't want to get the premise away, but I think you would like it. But it's good. Amazon Prime's dope. That's where actually a lot of movies that I order uh, for streaming ones are on the Amazon platform. Because I used to use different other ones. So like. Um, Movies that you just want to have like an online library, like Amazon's a good one, and then they would live in like your Amazon Prime library right. or whatever. So it's the service is pretty dope. I mean, they have a, some different uh, different ones, like the Reacher show. I think was on Amazon Prime. And that was dope. So yeah, I mean, I mean, they kind of came. I want to say late to the game when the stream, the major streaming ones were out there, but they're kind of running from behind. But then now they start throwing some money towards. Uh, some of these new shows and stuff, and and then hence now this partnership with one. So I mean they're really expanding it. So um, 
I like it. I like the Amazon Prime. I it's pretty good. Um, we got to make sure we give our love, some love to our Patreon peeps before we uh, sign off as well. So I'll let you whenever you're ready to sign in. Well, I was gonna say, if if you like what you're listening <laughs> there to, there it is. At this point, if you like what you're listening <laughs> to, great, uh, great transition there. I'm just, <laughs> if you like what you do, do us a favor and uh, make sure that uh, you're logged in. You, you take the time to rate us, review us, whatever you can. The five stars helps out. You could be like WHS Jack, who says five stars. Best MMA duo. John Morgan and Cold Coffee have the best insight and behind-the-scenes info. Plus, they gave me a personal shout-out on the podcast after joining the Patreon. For anyone that's hesitant about going behind the paywall, do it. It's super easy to do. And I should have done it a lot sooner. The and a half. And he, he put it in John Morgan raspy voice. Episodes <laughs> offer the, the best and most he thorough. He doesn't like my imitation version? <laughs> half. So sh- the, it's a pale comparison. So shout-out for that. Yeah, so you can do that. Or, he didn't say he wanted the all-coffee version? No. <laughs> I Nobody did. wants the all coffee version. Uh, that that might be a one and done. It okay. was a one and done. <laughs> What's this might shit? We did uh, we did have an all coffee version. If if you want to uh, if you want to join now, nope. check, beep, beep. Check, listen to this part. Check beep, after beep. the Dallas. It's worth joining. In fact, you know what? It's worth joining. <laughs> Just to join for one month so you can listen to the post-Dallas show when I couldn't do it. And Cold Coffee had to do a show all by oh, himself and determined that he never, ever, ever wants to do it I, again. I, I, will, I didn't think he did a bad job. I, I will find you wherever you're stuck and, and allow you to help do a show. I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't think you do a bad job, man. I thought yeah, it was it good. Was. But if you want to take your support to the next level, you do <laughs> head over to patreon.com slash MMA Roadshow. You sign up for a little as $3 a month to help support the show and uh, – it really helps us out. It we does. We want to say a welcome back to our man Franks of Duke, which we love that Phenomenal. Name. It's, it's up there with Gianni's Teeth is one of the best <laughs> names ever. Gianni's. Gianni's Teeth is good, but Franks of, <laughs> Franks of Duke. Franks of Duke as in Frank as Dukes. As in Frank Dukes. Yep. And then we also welcome a brand new Dukes member, Robert Armstrong. Thank you, brother, for, for hopping on there. I think I sent you guys both a message just to say hello and welcome back, but uh, we appreciate you guys. But Cold Coffee, definitely our community manager these days. Uh, I am stretched incredibly thin right now, but we're getting there. We're making progress over at MixedMartialArts.com. We got some things cooking behind the scenes, and uh, I mean, you're getting headliners. You not even have to go to events. You just like, I could go to the event, or they're just gonna give me the headliners and give Dave W. <laughs> it was almost like we used to have that connection for MMA Junkie. I don't know why we'd get rid of that. Uh, yeah, well, there you hey, go. Whatever. What do, you, what do I know? know? People make decisions. What do you, what do you what know? All right, listen. Uh, all right, listen. So the only, we got some MMA this weekend. I know not the UFC, but uh, be sure and check out uh, One Championship. Uh, if you haven't before, like you said, you get it in uh, in prime time on Friday night. But you got to balance that out. Because you gotta watch CFFC as well on UFC Fight Pass. We got, we yeah, got, don't, we got, don't blow your load all on the one. You got, you got, you got to watch them both. We got the the grab. If you haven't watched the grappling before, I, I'm telling you, the main event should be. It's a lot of fun. The main event should be nice. I'll be honest with you. On on um, on Friday night, the MMA. I thought Jose Perez. Uh, if you man, if you want, if you want to get prepared this weekend, go watch uh, Jose Perez versus Paul Capaldo. Man, I mean that was an insane fight. I thought Jose was going to get signed. Uh, he didn't, but now we got him for this interim featherweight title. Frank Wells, a solid up and comer as well. He's turned in some highlights in, in the CFSC cage as well. So that's the other thing that's great about this. Both these guys are like homegrown products. Like every Frank oh, Wells, yeah. every one of Frank Wells' fight has been for CFSC. I think every one but one for Jose's has been. Uh, for CFSC as well. So I love seeing that. Like, you're actually seeing their development and them step up. And then, of course, Saturday night will be the grappling match, which, like I was saying, if you haven't seen one of our Fury professional grappling shows, tune in. I'd love to hear your feedback on it because I love it. I, I they're t- fun shows. They're fun. I, it, they're, they're fun to watch. They're so fast-paced. I was going to say, that's it. It, d- it doesn't feel like you're watching something that's just like, oh, we got to wait for a little bit. Here's another grappling match. Like, the pacing's good. The production's good. 
Um, yeah, it just seems like a fun watch. It's just something different too. It you is. Know, like we watch so much MMA yep. that it's cool to just switch it up a little bit every once in yep. a while. And and I, I mean, no no disrespect to any of the grappling shows out there, but I think it's the best looking show, the oh, best he's looking grappling shade. show. Winner off the head, then he's throwing massive shit. <laughs> no, no, no. There's room for everybody in the world. We're all. <laughs> We're all, we're all purple. But this, yeah, we're all we're purple. All purple belts. But I'm just saying it's the best look at the card. Anyway, <laughs> all right, listen. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to run on the day. The coffee, the, the hazelnut coffee is setting in. It's I got the high energy it? level, and uh, I got some I got some stuff to get done before I hop on a plane for Philadelphia tomorrow, and I got to go spend a little time with the family. Uh, so I'm going to run now. I'm going to go play tour guide. And you're going to go play tour guide. Look at I like that. It. All right, enjoy your weekend. Like I said, you still got plenty of stuff to watch, but you get a break on Saturday and Sunday. And, uh, yeah. Enjoy it. Spend some time with your family. Head outdoors for a little while. But make sure you watch UFC Fight Pass. And thanks for listening.